So I'm Kristen. I'm Andrew. Hi there. Hey, and I'm Kathy. So good to meet all of you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, this is uh, Stephen. I suck at names. I'm sorry. Stephen West. So <laughs> Stephen West. Or Steve. I think you like to go by Steve, don't you? It doesn't matter. Okay. It okay. really doesn't. Okay. okay, awesome. And you are part of, I'm going to get this right, I hope, College Audition Pros? No. That's Drew Boudreau, who's a friend of mine. Oh, shoot. Uh, we actually just oh met gosh. at Unified in New York <laughs> this past Uh a week or so ago, um, <laughs> New York City <laughs> College Audition Coach oh, is what the company there is called. Okay. That's the one thing I <laughs> didn't Listen, write. We'll use that as part of our bloopers by introducing yeah. you. Okay, so we this again. So we have <laughs> that, and I can cut. Well, now I don't remember what he said. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. It's okay, early. Now it's staying in. <laughs> Steve, it's live. It's live. Oh theater, my god! Right? It's yeah. live. Show. Oh, Here you go. What I'm are we doing? I did this one last minute on them, and it's yeah. It is. We just everybody it's has fine. dry tech today. <laughs> yeah. We're so, we so, had to kind of squeeze it in early. <laughs> Steve, why don't we do this? Why don't we let you introduce yourself? That's a great and idea. And that way, everything okay. is super accurate, and you can get across whatever. <laughs> we can stop screwing it up. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to rely on us crazy mamas over here to get it right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the I'm sorry. I need to <laughs> apologize. I'm so sorry. I did do my research. Look. I've also <laughs> oh, goodness. You're fine. You're like, I cannot tell you how fine it is. It's no big deal. <laughs> you should go drinking um, with us sometime. Oh, yeah. man. But we're going to be in New York soon, so. I'm yeah. I'm here for you know it. Um, that's really exciting. Oh, I keep kicking my ring light. See, that's what I'm doing this morning. Kicking my ring light. Um, let me introduce myself as soon as I balance this thing. Okay. Um, all right, great. <laughs> now we're here. Uh, my name is uh, Stephen West, and uh, I'm the founder and artistic director of a company called New York City College Audition Coach. Um, which is, there goes my ring light again. Um, which is a company that, uh, just like any other college company, coaching company, um, helps students and families navigate the absolutely wackadoo college audition process. Um, and part of that, because I know that you've had folks on the podcast uh, to that have talked about that process, but part of that process um, that I haven't heard on your podcast is um, the summer intensive situation, which oh, yeah. yes. there's lots and lots of... Yeah, there's lots and lots of options for what kids do in when, whoever that kid is, right? What they do with their summers, um, and with theater kids, it's it can be pretty important if you have desires of studying in college. But even if you don't, I think it's, it's summer intensives or summer programs, summer camps. They're an investment, right? And so why aren't we choosing very carefully and making sure that? the program that we do invest our money in is gonna be a program that's a right fit for the kid. Um, and that's gonna um, enrich their life as well as maybe their abilities and technique uh, as, a, as a performer or a theater technician or whatever it is that they're, they're into in the arts, so. And this so, yeah. is about the time they would start, um, do you audition for a summer intensive or how does that work? Yes, so it depends on the summer intensive. And I think if I can share my screen, I think I'm allowed to, let me see if it works. I don't want to go crazy with the tech here, but um, entire screen, I guess. Yeah, and then, yes. Oh, yeah. Chris said yeah. you can email stuff. Oh, okay. Put up too. Can you see that? Did, I, did my screen come up? It did, yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
in in terms of I'll start talking about this as loading up. In terms of summer programs, there's lots of different options uh, that one can do, um, and it starts kind of it can start as uh, simple as a uh, like a local high school will have a, a theater camp right for ages four through thirteen or four through seventeen right, and and you kind of go from there from like the local high school uh, camp. And you kind of move on uh, through that. But before you decide what you want to, uh, what you're sending your kid to, you want to think about uh, lots of things, but these are just some of them. Where you're sending them, how long they're going to be gone for, or how long the experience is for, any sort of COVID or health and safety concerns, of course, and then are you sending them to there to sleep over and stay, or are they coming home each night? And then obviously, um, and sometimes most importantly, the cost of the program, right? Uh, and there are, like I was saying, lots of different types. It can start at a local high school or some sort of local studio, right? And those experiences are oftentimes introductory. So there's probably not an audition. You just kind of register your kid and they go and it's an introductory experience uh, to, to acting or to the, lots of parts of the process of, of making theater. Um, then you can maybe, uh, in terms of uh, growing intensity, I guess, and financial commitment and... Um, just experience, I guess. You could think about sending your child to a sleepaway summer camp. Um, there's French Woods, there's Long Lake Camp for the Arts that I worked at in the Adirondack Mountains. And these are usually fairly highly priced. And um, they're very intense because you send the kid away and they're doing eat, breathe, living theater all the time, all the time. And then professional regional theater companies often have camps. Those experiences, the training level can kind of be a little bit higher uh, and the talent level of the student. And then what I would consider the most intense or here in red would be a college prep or a pre-college program. Oftentimes, yes, you are auditioning um, for the regional theater experience or, or the college pre-college pre uh, summer programs. And that is usually in the form of video submissions now that we are post-COVID. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of the that what you want to consider and what experiences you you uh, have available to you. So those types of summer intensive programs, you kind of had them color coded. As you progress through those color codes towards the red, you're also increasing in age, right? Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I mean, a, a, a sleepaway summer camp is gonna serve children very young to probably close to 16, 17 years old. Um, but yes, as we got closer to the red, that would be a student that is one, serious about their studies, and two, yes, more older than like 14, 15 would be the minimum age, uh, usually more like 16, 17. So those are, those intensive programs are important for a couple of reasons too, right? Like, so it's not just the experience for the kids, but it's also getting them in front of people who could potentially want them in their programs and what else? Yeah, absolutely. So the college prep and the pre-college programs, it it's all but a necessary part of the process, in my opinion. Uh, the, the exposure to the faculty is unlike anything else you can get, right? So you're going to this program and you're literally meeting people and working with them in a really, really intensive way in studio. And they're the same exact people that you're going to see six months down the road when you're auditioning for their school, right? And so they know who you are when you walk into that room, which that is an advantage that 
you just can't, uh, you can buy it, actually. You do, you need to buy it, <laughs> which is, to be honest with you, like, uh, one of the unfortunate parts of this. It's like a pay-to-play thing. Uh, but it it really does help the college audition, your college audition prospects. I mean, we're looking at numbers like 0.75 to 1.5% at the most elite uh, schools as an acceptance rate. Anything that you can do to help your kid be in a place where they're going to be, uh, have a leg up, uh is wonderful. Do you have to do that? No, but it's it's helpful. What does that compare to for like Harvard or something? Like for an, an acceptance rate? That's a that's a great uh, question because Harvard's acceptance rate uh, hovers around four four uh, between four and four point six percent. Wow. And so it is significantly more difficult to get into musical theater school than it is to get into Harvard. And if you are a white female identifying person and you audition on average for 15 programs, on average, you'll be accepted to 0.7 of them. That's not one. That's not one. Oh, 0.7 wow. programs. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a little terrifying. So you talk right? a lot. No, it, it really is terrifying. You know, it, it really is. Um, but that's why I think that this whole college coaching thing is becoming more of a thing because you need help. You need help because there's so many schools and there's so many requirements and all the things um, that it is uh, really difficult to manage for a student alone and, and even with a, uh, an involved parent such as yourselves, um, it's difficult to, to navigate the process. Yeah, no, yeah. You, I was watching Picking up scrolling through your TikToks and you kept mm -hmm. saying, it's not, it's the process that's crazy, not you. You say that a lot. And that, yeah, that, that really is, it's the base of my business. I, I'm really big on being able to walk the walk and talk the talk and do the theater thing, but also encourage my students to have a life outside of the theater because that will serve them in their work in the theater, right? We're supposed to play these characters that are all these different types of people. Well, if all you ever do and think about is theater... That's not going to serve you when you're trying to play someone else, right? You need to have different life experiences. And um, the process is crazy. So I try to instill a lot of mental health into the process and make it uh, a, a process in which the parents can participate in a way that is as cheerleader and like, yay, this is great, as opposed to like taskmaster of like getting this and this and this done. Like I like to take that role on myself as accountability uh, police, I suppose. Um, and allow the parents to, to be the cheerleaders and to, to hopefully make this a celebration of who the student is. Because if they're trying to be anyone else in that audition room, that faculty will see right through it. And so really, while it is very intense and it can be nerve-wracking and all these things, I try to instill a lot of mental health into it and a lot of let's celebrate the person that you are where you are right now, right? I'm not going to make someone that's not the greatest musical theater performer into Sutton Foster. I can't do that, you know? But I can help you identify things that you are really wonderful at and help you pick material that's gonna showcase that and help you walk into a room in a way that celebrates you and helps people realize that, that you would be an asset to their program. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what we do. Yeah, and I like that I you, one of your videos where you're like, stay off social media basically is what you were saying to the kids. like. Your process is going to be different from their process, and their experience is going to be different from yours, and you can't keep comparing yours to theirs. I thought that was yes. wonderful. It, and that's it's so true. Um, a, a lot of kids, I think, I, I hear all the time, like, what summer program did you go to? What summer program did you go to? And there's all this 
hubbub on social media and then it gets to the audition season and it's like where are my pre-screening and what schools passed what schools did i pass and what schools did i not and that is only going to lead uh to negative things and so i encourage them it's kind of ironic that i'm on social media telling them to not be on social media but um it, yeah but you gotta go where just, they are yeah exactly. <laughs> right exactly. exactly and that's where they are and i, I love that they're there I just think that it is best to keep that your process um, between you and your family until you until you announce uh, close to May first where you're going to be going to school. So, so where in the process do you come in? They they submit their applications and all that, and then you come in and kind of fine tune what they're going to present. Yeah, so I I usually like to start with a family. Well, first of all, I like to start with a family whenever they seek my services out. If it was an ideal world, um, they would start probably around now, maybe a little bit later, depending on the family and what's going on. But you start to, I have an initial consultation with the, the family and we talk about, again, the realities of the, of the process, which we just covered. And then I say like, okay, let's get rid of that and stop thinking about that and start thinking about how we navigate the way through this process for you as a family. College is a very, as well as summer programs, it's a very personal decision for your family and for that kid. And it's going to be different for every kid. And so how do we carve a path to your kid's dreams that will help them achieve those dreams, but also in a way that when they move to New York or to LA or to some other market, that they can keep their own lights on and they're not drowning in student debt. Or It's really important to me that I try to give the most balanced view of the process. So it usually starts around junior year, the end of toward the end of the year, uh, junior year, and we start discussing schools that I think could be a right fit. And we generate a list of, you know, reach, target, and safety schools. I'm sure you've heard those terms before. Um, and then we go from there. We start looking at material, and, and, it, and, it, and then we're filming pre-screens by, by the fall. So. so you're helping them figure out what they need for each school. Do they need a monologue? Do they need a you know, yeah. ballad? All this kind of... Stuff. Yeah, so, and the requirements, uh, there is now a common pre-screen requirement that lots of schools are prescribing to, but a lot of schools will be like, we're going to do the common pre-screen except for this part, this part, and this part, <laughs> right? So I have like a massive spreadsheet that is kind of just like plug and play for families to use um, that is really easy to, to, to put the information in that way. And then they'll have, we'll be able to easily amass everything they'll need to film uh, for each school. But that's a part of what makes it so difficult is that there's all these requirements and they're often different for each school. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And you, um, oh gosh, I just lost my question. Oh, you <laughs> feel strongly about the slate, even like starting out, like don't just stand there and introduce yourself, but make your, explain that because you, I like yeah. the way you do Yeah, that. that's a great, that's a great question. Yeah, the slate is important because it's an important part of any audition, whether it's for college, for a community theater production, if they're having you slate in the audition, or a professional audition, it is the time for you to go into a room and to interact with people that you're going to be working with in a way that is not a character. So college auditions, they're not casting the characters that you play in your monologues and songs. They are looking for students to spend four years with. So it is important that you are, um, I like students to walk into a room and right before they walk into the room, think of something that makes them like really happy. So for me, when I walk into a room, I think of little babies and golden retrievers. Cause that makes me really like, I watch videos of that when I get sad. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> 
Um, and so that's what I like to think of. But so put something in your head that makes you really happy. Bring a good energy into that room. And then your slate is supposed yeah. to say, this is who I am. I'm really good at this. And I want to show you how good I am. Uh, and let's knock it out of the park. So It's like Peter yeah. Pan and have a happy thought. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Because it, they really do. I mean, these schools see... Uh, video after video or they see kid after kid in person and they're terrified and they're trying to do it right and they're trying to give this coached performance and they just want to see if you're if if the student is able to take direction and who they are as a person and the, I mean to be honest with you the talent is either there or it's not and so I would encourage people to worry less about getting all the notes right or the steps or the you know acting the right intention in the monologue and worry about entering the room as you are doing your material that is very well prepared. Like we prepare so well that it's, it's not, we don't prepare, I don't know what the saying is. It's like, you don't prepare to not get it wrong. You prepare so it can't go, I don't know. Something, what are those sayings? That you, you, you have to, yeah, you have to be really well prepared, but that's the baseline. Everyone's well prepared. I wanna help students walk into a room, uh, again, celebrating themselves and, and bringing joy and their love of what they do into that room and to expose the faculty to that so yeah because at that point everybody's talented you're not in that room if you're not a super talented person so you have to have something right. that kind of makes you stand yeah. out a little bit sets your part yeah starts right with mm -hmm. there with the slate yeah well, absolutely you know, that's yeah. one of those yeah. things too that i hear even from like directors when you're doing like an audition they you know they can hear that you're talented mm -hmm. or they can see that you can dance you know that kind of thing but what they can't tell is your personality you know, so like they're looking for some of those other things. And it sounds like they also are when you're auditioning for the schools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're trying to see if you're going to be a good fit for their program. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just important that you are exactly who you are. You're not trying to be anyone else and that you um, enter the, like I said, <sighs> enter the room with joy and, and, and uh, do your best work, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm still terrified at that 0.7% they get accepted. I, I know. <laughs> It, it really is. I mean, the numbers are really, it's, it's striking, you know, and, it, and oftentimes it's for a, you know, there's all this competition to receive a degree that is not an engineering degree or a medical school. You don't, you're not going to medical school. You're not going to, if you are a student that takes on debt, you're not probably going to pay that off right away easily. Right. And so, um, it's, it speaks to how amazing this art form is it changed like i've heard you all say it changes people's lives it changed my life like on a dime my entire life in high school changed and now i have a career based on something that my life in instantly in high school changed and um yeah it just it's, it speaks to how amazing this is because the prospects of employment the competition to even getting into school is so is so uh crazy difficult yeah and you one of your videos you posted some of the um tuitions i literally about fell out of my chair if i had not been strapped in my car seatbelt i think i probably <laughs> and i wasn't driving i was at the pickup line right, you're in car but line. it was like carnegie mellon was eighty thousand a year like that's yep. out of control yep. and you were being very real oh with the students God. saying um it doesn't pay a lot when you get out of school and you're gonna you, need, you really have to think about the debt that you're going to accrue you're be in a half a million dollar right. uh, situation four years later holy shit and it's, yeah, you, ha yeah. you, you, I try and try to try to give 
uh, student's perspective on that because I have seen so many people in this city, like their debt shackles them. It really does. And it, it, it prevents them from doing lots of things and lots of the human things, you know, that are not even theater related, but they don't get to be a human being because there's that additional bill, right? So it's talking to the students about like, what is your cell phone bill? And then what is your rent going to be? And what is your a grocery? All of that stuff um, it comes into conversations at the end of the process when we say, okay, you've been accepted here, 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 and here. Hopefully th that many schools. Sometimes it's just one or sometimes, you know. Um, but what do you want to do with this? And, and do you want to go to that $80,000 school or do you want to go to something that's a little bit more affordable but like, low-key you'll get the same training, mm -hmm. right? Like um, that school might have more prestige to its name, but what you need is a training. Schools, schools can't get you jobs. Some of them can get you into a room, some of them. Like University of Michigan, Baldwin-Wallace University, Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, Boston Conservatory, that will get you into a room. That won't book you a job. And they don't care where you went to school once you're in the room, they really don't. Oh, that's so, an interesting point right there. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the same conversation. So my older daughter is currently in orchestra at an art school um, in high school, and she's getting ready. She's going to be a junior or she's going to be a senior next year. She's a junior now. And we're having these discussions about, OK, so what what do you want to do when you're done with high school? Because I don't know that anymore college has to be the path. Like, yeah. what advantage yeah. does it serve for what you want to do is the bigger question. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's necessary. You're going to be a doctor? Yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. You want to be a lawyer? Go. You want to... But, but I don't know. Is it, is it necessary in this field? It's, that's a great question. And as someone who coaches students through a process that, you know, the, the aim most of the time is to land at a four-year university or a conservatory-style training program, um, I am really big on, in the very beginning, saying, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. And that's okay. That is okay. That is fine. And you can participate and patronize the arts in many different ways as a doctor or a lawyer or a school teacher or a whoever. And so I, I don't, especially if I meet a kid really like well before they audition for college, I think sometimes they don't want to disappoint me or something. Like I, I, I'm proud of my students, whatever they do and wherever they go to school. So it is about what, what do you want out of life and how are you going to, to get it? And my job, if you do want to have theater as a part of your life in terms of what you're studying is to help you make the most informed decision for you and to help you present your best self, um, to the, to the, academic world as it were uh yeah that's so that's my feeling on that and and what you do with your degree nobody really uses their i don't know some people do use a degree of course but what you learn from theater whether you're doing it at the community theater level when you're seven years old or you're having a bfa in musical theater you're learning soft skills right you're learning communication you're learning team building you're learning to show up on time and to work collaboratively and those are in the corporate world called soft skills right yeah. and those skills are important you're not going to be a computer coder if you don't know how to computer code but the technology is rapidly changing so quickly that everyone is constantly learning new skills so if you go into that interview and you are wonderful to be around and you can read the room and you have empathy all those things are what theater teaches us so 
you might get a degree in theater and do something completely different. And I know, for as many people as I know that have like left the industry or left the city in, in ways that are not the most great, I know people that have left the industry and live in the city and make outrage, like obscene amounts of money, and they are very transparent about the fact that they would never have that job if they had not done theater, whether they have a degree in it or not. Yeah, um, yeah we've heard that so, over and over, that kids that participate in theater kind of have a leg up on the other kids because of all the things that you're saying, all the skills yes. that they're learning outside of just the singing, acting, and dancing, just working with yes. others, collaboration. Yeah. Yes. listening to direction, all of those things. And and something I, I want to build out in, in my own business is, is to help students as they go through the undergraduate process of making sure that they are looking at the skill those skills in a more serious way and how they may be transferable to other industries or how they can use them to propel themselves as entrepreneurs. Because now the thing is, I don't know if you've heard the, the term multi-hyphenate artist, you have to be able to sing, dance, act. You should probably tumble and yodel and, you know, no sign language and all the things, right? But also you should be able to create content and have this social media presence. So it's it's about learning all of those skills and learning how to monetize them so that when you get to a city, you don't have a job that is a survival job. You have a job that helps you thrive. That will make that will help your work as an actor, um, because that otherwise you're going to burn out really quickly. Unless you're a really, 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 really dedicated person, but it's easy to burn out in these big cities. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, a quick question for you. So, you know, we're surrounded by kids. All of our kids they love doing theater. We have friends that are just got back from Chicago and New York and doing auditions and unifieds and all of these things. Um, if the end goal, let's say, is to be on Broadway, right? These kids, they all want to be on Broadway. This is their dream. Is it completely outlandish? Like, do you need a BFA to be on Broadway? Like, is that something that they will look at and say, hey, this is great? I mean, I know you said certain schools will get you in the room, but does that degree do anything for you getting on Broadway? That's a great question. Um, I like to answer that question like this. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. I needed to go to theater school because I was an athlete my whole life. I didn't I didn't do my first play until I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I needed the training. I didn't know what I was doing, to be quite frank. And so I would have never worked at a, as a professional actor had I not gotten that training. Can you get training outside of a four-year uh, degree program? Yes, you can. You can move to New York. You can move to Chicago. You can... It, wherever you can be in Florida. Where in Florida are you guys, by the way? Lakeland. We're yeah. kind of between Tampa and Orlando. Okay. For some reason, I thought I read Winter Haven. It's Is close that, to there. Pretty yeah. close to that. Yeah, we do yep. things at Winter okay. Haven as well. Yeah. That's where my parents. They're like snowbirds in Winter Haven. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, d- yeah. So depending on the on the person, and you you know you go to Broadway shows and you'll see when you're when you're here if you're seeing shows. Look at where they went to school. You'll see a lot of theater degrees. Most of the people will have a theater degree, but someone will have studied biology or someone will have not, not gone to any sort of higher education at all. It is not a absolute requirement, but I think it's important for the student or the, the actor to know themselves. I needed the training and I also 
it was important for my family that I have a degree, that I have right. a bachelor's degree in something. Yes. Um, yes. Which it, I think as, as time progresses, is, is that important or not? I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, it was to, to my family. And so that's why we, we selected the, the college route. So. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I always find college to be kind of a little training period between childhood and adulthood. Like you're not, you're on your own, but you're not completely out yeah, there well, yeah, stranded figuring it all out. School, you know everything. Right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Supposedly. Anyway, you need to be right? beat back down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And that's what college is there to provide. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, and I, and I think when you graduate college, you feel like you know any everything, and then you go into the yeah. the real world. Is like what I'm learning in my my almost 37 years now is that I don't know a whole lot, but I know that I want to be a kind person and put that into the universe and lead with that and just try and do my best. And we're all just figuring it out, anyways. All of us in any industry, in any you know what I'm saying. Like we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, well, and so. speaking of that, I know you have a business and you're out to make money, but I feel like for you, it's almost as important. You're like the advocate for the kids. Like I can tell you passionately care about these kids and you want to give them good advice and you want to mm -hmm. steer them in the right direction. Where does that come from? Where does that passion and that desire come from for you? Um, I appreciate you, you, you noticing that because I really do uh, feel that way. Um, I come from a, a family of uh, like, my parents worked really hard when I was a kid and they gave my brother and I a wonderful life and we never needed anything. But I came, we grew, I grew up in a, a fairly affluent area just outside of Detroit. And when all of the other kids, when we turned 16, everyone got a brand new car. My parents bought me a car, but it was like a 1992 Sunbird, which I am eternally grateful for. But I always felt like I wanted things, but my parents worked really hard to, to have, uh, give me private tennis lessons and to give me private this or send me here to do that. To, to, they refinanced their house to send me to, to, to college and to study at the Moscow Art Theater School in Moscow, Russia for a month. They worked their tails off. And so it's important to me that when I work with a family, I will go to bat and to bat and to bat and to bat for you. And I don't stop until we found the place for that, that kid in that family. Um, and I don't like the relationship to end once they signed their school. I have relationships with, with all the families that I've worked with um, into college. And I'm always here as a resource because it's hard. It's, this, it's a hard major to get into. It's a hard business to get into. And so if there's things that I have in my head, yes, do I need to make a living? Of course I do. But they're in my head. I have it to share and I want to share it. So... Do you feel their joys yeah. and pains as deeply as they feel them? Like when they get accepted or rejected, <laughs> is that hard for you? Yes. And I'm working on that. Um, <laughs> each, each year it's like, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Um, but I'm getting better at it. But uh, that's, you know, when I lay my head down at night, that's why I go to bat and bat over and over and over for each kid because I'll know I've done absolutely everything. And I want them to know that they've done absolutely everything because then it's not up to us. Mm -hmm. It's not. And that's a part of this process and it's a part of life. There are things that aren't up to us and we have to you know, roll with the punches as it were, but the things that we can control, we should, right? And so we should do everything we can to achieve what we want. And if we don't get it, then we have to have a plan B, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about, um, wait, I'm going to get the phrase right here. 
diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, you feel pretty passionate about that as well. And calling out yeah. schools that don't, they say they're doing that, but they aren't necessarily <laughs> showing yeah. it in some of the things they do. Yeah, I think um, we are finally just beginning the conversation about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and these are, they're hard conversations that we are all um, hopefully engaging in, um, in every facet of our life. Uh, and the college theater world is no different. Um, it, it used to be that you would look at a studio picture of, of a musical theater class and there would be like one, one actor of color. What is, what is that, right? Like that needs to change and schools need to actively be recruiting students of color. And on the other side of that, like, and this, this might be a hot take or a controversial opinion, but like what that will mean to, to be frank, uh, is yes, it will be more difficult if you are a white female identifying person, it will be right. And that's your, your thing that you need to deal with, but in the grand scheme of things, it's where the country is moving and where it should move, and and you are and everyone is a part of that, right? So, um, and the calling out the schools thing is like lots of schools are saying they're doing it and they're not in terms of their curriculum. Like, what plays are you producing, right? And how many students of color are you accepting into your program? Uh, and I think it's important for all of us that are involved in the industry in any way, whether you're a coach, whether you're a faculty member, a parent, a student, it is all of our jobs to be vigilant about that and to play a part in that. So, because mm -hmm. um, it will make, it will also make better art too yeah. to have a diverse yeah. Absolutely. population. Absolutely. You know? um, some of your advice, because I know some of these kids are applying to twenty plus schools, and you know beyond the situation they're facing is all these application fees. And you recommend, you know, if someone is struggling with that to write the school and ask for help with that. Can you explain that for us? Yes. So there are these things called fee waivers. So I have a student who um, found me off of TikTok on her own and she requested a meeting with me and she was super transparent and very honest. And she just said like, my family doesn't have a lot of money. Like, I don't even know if I can have this meeting. And I said, of course you can have the meeting. Let's, let's talk. Um, and th this young woman is the hardest working like person I have ever met. And she is at every turn doing every single thing that she can do to uh, avail herself to these schools and to this process. Um, and there is one particular institution that she applied to the school on a fee waiver and she then went to sign up for an audition and she was not granted a fee waiver. No, yes, it was for her audition fee and they, they wouldn't grant her a fee waiver and she called the school and, and explained the situation and they still would not grant her a fee waiver. Finally, there were some other phone calls made by some other fo folks and she had that fee waiver by the time she got here to New York and she went into the school to audition for them. But the, you might have to ask for it, but if you need it, it is now for most schools, not that one particular school. And I won't mention the school, of course, but um, this ring light, uh, <laughs> it, um, it, you have to ask for what you need. Uh, and I think schools are getting better about, about, um, availing that money to those students because you don't need if you don't need that students $50 you really don't 
right? And it's obnoxious to ask it of them, in my opinion, you know? So. Right, because you're paying an application fee and all kinds of different fees. Yeah. Speaking of right. that, <laughs> you talked about um, coalition app versus common app. And Co we, yes, coalition yeah. versus common app. We yeah. care about common so, app a lot. Tell us about coalition app. So there are a few other things outside of the common app that will allow you to apply for multiple schools on one application. The coalition app is, is one of them. I know that the state of Texas has one. There are a few others out there. But the thing about theater people or theater kids sometimes is they will max their common app location out. You can only apply for, I think, like 20 or 25 or maybe 30 schools, but lots of students will max that out. And so if you, there is a school on your Common App at the start that is also being accepted by the Coalition App, you want to get that school off your Common App so you can then put another school in its place um, just to be able to apply, right? And I think bottom line, bottom line, if you approach a school and you say, I, I, there's no room on my Common Application, how do I apply to you? they're not going to say no to your application fee and uh, to seeing you, but um, that can be ways uh, to alleviate your Common App, which often for theater students will fill up quite quickly because they're auditioning, like you said, 20, 25, 30. I had a student approach me this past cycle with 42 schools and I said, no, 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 sweetheart, <laughs> we will not be doing that. Um, but yeah, it's, and that's a lot of schools. That's a lot of schools. And that will make you crazy. It's 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 the audition process and all the requirements and all that artistic rigmarole, but also the academic application. It's basically applying twice to each school, and you need to be accepted on both ends to get into the theater school. And it's so that is difficult too. And oftentimes, kids that are applying to arts majors are given more supplemental essays to write in addition to your essay for the Common App. So it's that part of the process too is a incredible amount of work so it's it's intense it's yeah. well and it i parents need to not wait till their sophomore or junior years to start understanding all of this they need to be like yeah. processing it and gathering information and because well, it's coming down the pipe helps you better implement when it's time yeah and, and, and if you do that, I mean, honestly, like if, if you do start, I, I would say this might not be the best thing as a business person, but if, if you do start as a sophomore and, and you gradually learn it, maybe someone like me wouldn't be as necessary or you'd only need a coach for the artistic things, right? Not the academic things, because it, if you do take that time, then you won't panic because I think what happens to parents and students is that they're constantly going through the process and feeling like they are catching up or they messed up and now they need to cover for that. So if you understand it from the start, that is a great leg up and will do, will do your student a great service uh, in terms of their anxiety level and what they're bringing into the room eventually. But uh, yeah, it's, that can only help you if you um, are that prepared or start that early. Yeah, and I think we forget because we're so involved in the theater and we have friends that are going through it. So we're hearing all this. There's a lot of parents out there that aren't. They're kind of out there isolated on their own trying to figure this out. So having somebody like and you it, to help them through the process yeah. is a real gift. Yeah, and it, it it's early preparation too. If, if your student 
says to you, I want to study, I want to BFA in musical theater, and they're saying that in middle school, there are things that you can do to help start preparing them. And, you know, like we started talking about in the beginning of this podcast, like, I, I, I love when my students play on a soccer team. I love when my students go horseback riding and things like that. But if they really do want this, you know, definitely start taking dance classes if you haven't started taking them yet. And voice lessons if you can. And, you know, there, there are more affordable ways to do those things than, than the traditional, like, really high-priced, the most expensive voice teacher in the, your community or the most expensive dance studio. So there's ways to expose your student to those things that will be important in the process and will help get them a leg up on the competition if they are identifying that they really want to do this in college at an early age. So, mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of, you have a pretty heavy dance background. I don't want to skim over all your qualifications. Can you tell us it's a little so bit funny about that? The, the, with me in the dance. Like, I... <laughs> I move well, but I'm, I, I have friends that work at the New York City Ballet. I'm not a dancer. <laughs> I, I, I move well and was an athlete most of my life. And so I think it's, it's funny. Like, I, oftentimes, like, I'm rehearsing a show right now, and they're like, everything that is movement related, they're like, you do it, you do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just move well. And I'm, I'm tall, I guess. I'm six foot four. So I'm, oh. I don't know. I yeah. have good lines, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all those tennis lessons. You know. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's all those <laughs> Was that your sport? You keep talking about being an athlete. You were a tennis player? I played soccer uh, most of my life until high school, kind of. And then I started playing tennis in high school. And then I was the captain of my team, the number two single player, singles player on the team. And I'd been playing on the team for four years. And I was the lead in a play. And I had my mom drive me from a tournament to the tech rehearsal and that's illegal in the state of Michigan. If you go somewhere on a school bus, you have to return on the school bus. And I did not know that. And my tennis coach's response to that was to kick me off the team as a senior and the captain. Oh my God. It was, I mean, at the time it was devastating. It was, it was really, really, really a terrible thing. And pardon. Yeah. It seems a little irrational. (laughs) And, and the director of the play went to her, the, my coach, and said, like, he, yes, he does need to learn a lesson about overcommitment, but he's a good kid. That's why he's in this situation, because he's involved, and she w- just wasn't having it. Wow. Um, so, Sounds like they made an uh, example out of you, you know? They did. And, yeah. and, and in the end of the day, my counselor, my coach was actually a counselor, not my personal counselor at my school, but my personal counselor obviously knew her and was counseling me through this awful thing that was going through my I was going through in school and she said look like you're not going to be a professional tennis player you don't want to do that you sure. do want to be an actor and you want to go to theater school so yeah it, you know it wasn't to say like oh you're fine nothing happened to you but at the end of the day it worked out mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um but but it was you know I also went to a very large high school there's 6,000 kids oh and so there's Things were really competitive, and it was oftentimes difficult to do multiple things. Yeah. So it kind um, of sounds like, in retrospect, not to get too deep here, Steve, but like it no. definitely sounds like that kind of needed to happen to spark and fuel your theater love. You know, like I mean, who knows what would have happened if you stayed on the tennis team and weren't able to fully immerse yourself in the theater piece? So. And that, exactly. And I think, you know, I'm a firm believer in most things that happen in life that are for a reason and they're geared to, you know, as a door closes, a window opens and whatnot. Um, And it's the theater thing. 
it, it I caught the bug so so hard, and it's because of the community. My my best friends from high school theater are still my best friends from today. Mm -hmm. Like their children are my, like, like my children, and my heart beats outside of my body for their children, <laughs> and we are still best friends. And also. Our mamas were the drama mamas before the drama mamas were the drama mamas. <laughs> yes. Like this is a podcast, but like yeah. when we when we were rehearsing our final show, Forty Second Street, and at ten thirty at night, our director is like, "Set your costumes and props. We're going from the top at ten thirty oh. at night." Oh, I ran up, like, and like the cast groans, and I stand up and I'm like, "Be quiet! Set your costumes and props. We're going from the top." And like. <laughs> Running out to my primitive cell phone with like my Nokia brick of a cell phone, and I'm like, "Mom, we need pizza now!" And then like, 15 minutes later, here comes Gene West with all the pizza and like towels from our personal bathroom, like our family's bathroom, because you can't eat in costumes. So she's like, "Put this on your body and eat it." And like, we, you know, we left at 2:30 in the morning, and there you go. And our friend Ashley's mom, Ashley's mom, like designed our costumes. She literally had like a sweatshop in her basement for like a solid four months and like <laughs> made the most insane costumes like it so it, it's it's the community and yeah. and yeah. um it speaks to when parents are involved the the impact that that can make and so i i want to take a, a second to thank you guys uh what you're doing for your kids is amazing regardless of what they end up doing with their lives um it's it's really commendable and so, this is just like the podcast is above and beyond yeah. Oh, Listen, you. I want to meet your mom. I know she needs <laughs> to be on. Right? Yeah, we need to have a mom on. We need to have a queen OG. Right. Yeah. Drama mama. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. Because Lord knows I do not know how to sew. Oh, gosh. And, um, yeah, that's that's amazing. But that's what it's all about, right, yeah. Steve? And that's what you're trying to perpetuate and support with what you're doing. You know? It's Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if you do, if you do want to take this, because it's it's this nurturing environment, and if you want to, then it, it's it's kind of sometimes jarring that you take it from this like feel good place that's safe, and then you put yourself in the lion's den of this college audition process that's very competitive, right? Yeah. And so I try to um, again encourage them to realize that you have a life outside of theater and that will help you in your work as an actor and also mental health, mental health, mental health, and making sure that your uh, students and families are taking care of themselves through the process. Um, and that uh, it's, it ends up being a celebration of that student and who the person that they are and that hopefully the, the families have a little bit of fun while they're doing it. Um, that's, that's, I think oftentimes you when you're stressed out. Uh, <laughs> It's <laughs> hard to do when you're this and you got dry tech and you got to go here and oh you got to go God. there. And yeah. I mean, like, you know, we're living that life now. We love it. We wouldn't trade it for the world, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's it's all worth it when you mm -hmm. see your child happy and thriving. You know? Yes. Yeah. And that to to, to kind of loop back to summer programs. So the, there's all those summer programs that are the types of experiences. But there's also other things that you can do and specifically I can talk to you guys more about it when you're in New York yeah, and yeah. Um, I want to oh. uh, hook you up with the artistic director of the company but we do something called the Broadway experience and what happens is you rehearse a number in Florida and you take that number and you bring it to New York and on Saturday you see a show that the artistic director does about her journey from California to here and then uh, 
that's Friday night. No, that's Saturday night. Sun. Getting out of myself. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Friday night is the show that you see Jackie do, and then. Saturday, you take that number and you go into a studio here in New York City and you work it with a Broadway performer. And that performer also performs with you. And then on Sunday, the whole, all the, the whole company comes together. So you have a pro professional music director and Broadway director and all of the groups from all over the country. There are several groups that come. You all rehearse at once. And on Monday, you, your students, will go through the stage door at the Gershwin Theater where Wicked plays, and they will make their Broadway debut in a concert that Monday night. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. That's oh, so yeah, cool. That so okay, so when is it um, <laughs> Yeah. If I, if I can, I don't know if you guys will be able to see it, but if I can just try to share my screen one more time, there's a, a wee video that I can share with you uh, that will kind of sum up the whole experience. I think that our drama mamas and we, as students, would have, like, lost our minds. Like, yeah. uh, and it benefits autism awareness, so it's a good cause, and it's it's really a phenomenal. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, days of each year th um, in my calendar. So I bet. Um, yeah, definitely send us that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please do. Amazing. Please do. So yeah, I certainly will. You give a ton of info. Stop sharing. On TikTok, how can people find you on TikTok? Because you, <laughs> I was having so much fun just yeah, watching. Just, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. I the TikTok bug, I, I got that one hard too. I was like, whoa, this is actually kind of fun. <laughs> um, so on all social medias, on uh, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook Facebook and YouTube, which are horribly not taken care of by me, but um, it's all New York City and, well, NYC College Audition Coach. Okay. NYC College Audition Coach. Okay, and then let's promote your business as well. Tell us about how they can find you. And yeah, so... T uh, through all those social media platforms and then at www.nyc college audition coach uh, is the website um, and you can book sessions right there uh, and that's that's how you get in touch with me and I I'll I'll send you guys my email address and whatnot that you can put in show notes I think uh, if families want to uh, connect with you that way I too awesome because yes. I'd like to just pay to hang out with you for a couple hours <laughs> <laughs> well, we will. We're when there. you're in New York, we're yeah. going to yes. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, can you take us? We can go get drinks. We'll have so much fun. Yes. Yes. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because cool. you kind of embody what we're trying to embody, which is yes. advocating for the kids, informing us and others so they can mm -hmm. be successful and just your positive spirit. You know? Yeah, Thank we you. are huge about positive. And you can pick that up on somebody, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. right away. And you just exude it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we, we respect that immensely. And you're just fun to be around. Jean West you? must be very proud of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. She is. She is. She's, she is. <laughs> um, I'm sure she'll watch this. So. <laughs> Good. Tell her we said hi. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, you just did. Well, you just did. She's the queen. <laughs> Maybe we'll FaceTime her when you're in New York together. We'll FaceTime oh, her. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Oh gosh, well, we're certainly looking forward to that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we can't wait to get some more information mm -hmm. on that program and um, all that good stuff. Yeah, help spread the word. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said you're in a show now? You're rehearsing now? Yes. Uh, it's just a, a little educational tour. It's a, a theater company that I teach with, that I nice. do in-school residency work with. We're touring to, to the schools that we teach at. So it's, it's not a, a big deal per se, but it's just a show yeah. that I'm working on. But 
Every show's okay. a big deal. Every yeah. role's a big deal. Yes. Yeah, I know you're right. Anytime you get to perform in New York is a really big deal. Absolutely. Um, no. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we keep hearing. You live in New York now, correct? Pardon? You live in New York now, in New York City? Yes. I've lived here. Um, I, I went to school in De uh, Detroit at Wayne State University. I worked two years regionally at the Great Lakes Theater Festival, which I was super grateful for, uh, learning how to go to work in re learning how to go to rehearsal as work mm -hmm. it's not it's no longer your avocation it's your vocation it's your job from nine to five right so learning to do that in cleveland uh in a beautiful like recently uh renovated uh theater that was really beautiful and it's a big actors equity company and tom hanks and john lithgow had worked there it was amazing um and then i moved here in 2011 which seems insane because sometimes I feel like I'm in middle school and I'm like walking down the street. And I'm like, where's my chaperone? I'm like, what, what's going on? Like life, life happens fast. You it know, it's, it's quick. Oh, she I, goes I, fast, I yes, thing. I still feel like I'm in high school. I can't I understand what yeah, happened. No. <laughs> yeah, adults old. today are not adults. No, no, I think no. overall we're all just kids. Just you know, yeah, pretending. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Sometimes when students, I think they get like, they're like, oh, New York. I'm like, seriously, I have a bike in my room. There's a bike in my room. Like, you don't need to be nervous. There's a bike. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I like, I like, I have, I, I've had a great career. I love my job. I'm good at my job. I know these things. But like, life is like that. Your camera falls sometimes mm -hmm. and there's a bike in your room and your voice is tired because you're in rehearsal. So yeah. like, that's, you know, what happens sometimes. Well, and yeah. kids need to see that. I mean, like, we're pretty transparent about what idiots we are. Like, they need yeah. to see that people are just people. No well, matter what you are I mean, and yeah. where you are. We see it all the time. The kids put so much pressure on themselves to be perfect. And it's oh, like, yes. nobody is. And they just mm -hmm. need to realize that, like, shit happens. Mm -hmm. and you just yeah. gotta, it's more about how you roll with it mm -hmm. than it happening in the first place and yes. not happening. Absolutely. And that is, that is so true in an audition. You need to tell your kids. The most interesting part of an audition is oftentimes if the actor makes a mistake. Why? It's because they are actually present in that moment thinking, oh shit, I made a mistake. As opposed to, I'm doing what I practiced a gajillion, gajillion times. That The actor, especially the student actor, is finally in the room with you when they're making a mistake because they're having to deal with it. And so... It's not that I encourage my students to make a mistake at their college auditions. I don't. But if they do, like you said, roll with it. Mm -hmm. and, and you're probably more present than you would be had you not made that mistake. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Be a smart actor. So. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Smart actor. And all of these little situations and things that we're exposing our kids to is only going to yeah. help them. Absolutely. Um, our two children are doing a arts alliance today at a nearby park that's oh, here yeah. okay and um forgive me i forget the actual name of it but anyway this was like a last minute thing that our community theater you know was like hey would your kids come and represent us so anyway so we're doing that today and that was a total last minute thing and so our kids had to feel like okay what song are we gonna sing what's this gonna be like you gotta get the track you know and so all of yeah. putting them through that little pressure of oh yeah. gosh i gotta do this right now well you pinky know? hates all the last minute stuff yeah so uh, i mean even driving her home yesterday 
she was stressing out about it oh. because she's like, I don't want to sing Lamest Place in the World again. It's such a hard song. <laughs> it's like you've been doing it for like six months. How is this still hard? And you got superiors yeah. at, at district and it's and it's uh, state and at all county. Like yeah. on that wow. song. Like just, just sing like it. Great. She's like, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Kids are just wild, you know? Yeah. And they're so, they're like, everything's a big pressure cooker to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything's pressure. And they need to realize it's it's not the end of the world. You're doing this for fun. We're not being judged today. Yeah. We're just going up there. It's experience. To, yes, it it's experience. experience. And I guess that's that's the point, right? I'm trying mm-hmm. to make. Everything that we can help expose them to is so important. Yes, and, and you know, the lamest place in the world, this is a hard song, it's from 13, this is hard, right? But they're going to go, and they're going to do it, and it's going to go however it goes, but they'll have done it, right? So, um, to, to throw in another tennis reference, Billie Jean King says that pressure is a privilege. And pressure is a privilege, and you are, your kids are learning to deal with pressure uh, through all of these experiences. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Any last minute advice or last minute, last piece of advice that you haven't shared that you want to share? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, I think people are often told if there's anything else in the world that you could think of doing that's not theater that would make you happy, you should run and do that. That's what I was told. Um, I think that's fine advice, but I would add this caveat to it. If you can't think of anything else to do that would make you happy, you better at least try and do this and try and do it really well because then you won't wake up at 40 and have like a quarter life crisis or a midlife crisis about having not tried, right? There won't be regrets in your life. So if you, if there is something that you know you'd love to do, go ahead and do it. And if there's not, do this and work really hard and do it to the best of your ability. But then you won't have to say that you didn't, so... And my, my, my mom was good advice. about that. She was not a drama mama, but she was, I was an athlete and she let me try anything I wanted to try. I did horseback riding. I did gymnastics. I did it all until I found what sticks. And so if you don't try the other things, you're not going to know what you really, really enjoy. Exactly. So, yeah. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Well, we appreciate yeah. you getting up at eight o'clock in the morning with us. Yes. <laughs> it's an early morning for all of us. <laughs> yes. This is yeah, great. No worries. Personal. Thank you. I feel like you might have energy any time of the day, so I don't feel that bad about it. <laughs> well, and if you don't, have time to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But you, you guys are going into tech today, right? You, you yes. tech? Yeah, we got dry tech today. Two different shows. Kathy yeah. and my husband are doing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at the Lakeland Community Theater, and then Angela right. and I are doing Into the Woods at Winter Haven's new Black Box Theater. So, there you go. Yeah. Tell your parents to go see it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, then I we can meet Gene in person. I have to figure that out. But if they are, I'll oh. tell them go. To go. Yeah, yeah, you yes, could totally meet them. We can meet Gene. Yeah, Selfie totally with Gene. <laughs> Come find us. We'll be wearing black. <laughs> they're, they're, they're also always trying to get me to go down there. So maybe I'll just come oh. down there. You'll come yes. up to New York. We'll just have a whole thing. There you go. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. fantastic. Oh, yeah. we are your new besties. That's right. So excited. <laughs> Love it. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank you. Yeah. You guys, you're amazing. Thank you so much for Thanks, coming on and taking your time with us. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go out with him. I know. I We're going to have so much fun in New York. 
And he's like, we'll meet up. He's going to hook us up with the artistic director. What? Yeah. Girl, we might need to. Have you paid for Destination Broadway yet? Because I have not. No, no, not okay, yet. Good. We got time. Yeah. I, I was we thinking about that the other day. I was like, we need to get, because we haven't done the audition process. We haven't done like fucking anything. We just know we're yeah. going to do it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I well, assume we're getting down to it. So we got to get something else pops up that we think is going to be better. Like we're not sold on that. I that, mean, we had a true. good time last year, but again, it was our first time doing any sort of intensive. Yeah. I don't have anything to compare it to. You well, know? I, you know, it's funny because I didn't really think about it in the same kind of vein as like those, the, the ones that high school students are doing is they're mm-hmm. headed into college yeah but i guess they really kind of are yeah they're like the the stepping mm-hmm. yeah, stones they are. through that and destination broadway has a whole separate section just for kids that are getting ready to go to college oh okay. so they oh, okay. combine it there's a whole a whole seminar we didn't choose to go to it because right. we were young you know obviously so we're not quite there yet but you can probably leave that running um, for a minute but you can go ahead and attend that piece of it mm-hmm. that they did there was quite a few so it was broken up to like abc by age group okay so c is your youngest so gabs was in the c and then b is like that middle school middle age i don't know probably like 14 or so and then a's were like your mm-hmm. high school okay it was the same kind of idea you're with like professionals with the broadway people yeah, and the same thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 same mm-hmm. thing this this is just a different experience. I mean, dep- depending on the time frame, cost, etc. I mean, feels like a New York trip for next year. Depending on when it is. Yeah, yeah, depending on when it is, absolutely. And if it's just a quick little weekend, mm-hmm. if it's a Thursday through Monday, Monday. it'd be Tuesday because yeah, yeah. you perform Monday. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and then maybe you get in Wednesday. I don't know. Or Fridays the show, so maybe you get in Thursday. I don't know. But anyway, I mean, we could potentially do both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. We just have to look at what else is going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if we decide to do Destination, LCT has their two-week at the same time. So yeah. It's like what, I know Pinky this year isn't planning on doing the ones that are local here. So she wants yeah. to do that. And if it's not that, then we'll probably look at what some of the regional theater is doing. Yeah. Because, Strauss has one. Yeah. Well, and I and I know Orlando has one, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I, she's starting to realize, and this is great, because for – so long she was adamantly not wanting to go outside of this bubble because mm-hmm. it yeah. felt safe, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's starting to realize more and more that she needs experiences outside of this group. Mm-hmm. She needs to stop being the big fish in the small pond and start, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get out there and go through the process with new faces mm-hmm. and new people. And, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's good for from a learning aspect, but it's also like it can be really good for your um, internal, you know, ego, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe to Absolutely. to see what that is like when it's against different people for a change. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, this was like with teaching. I always thought of it. You got a little something from every teacher, a little something different. So if you yeah. get, expose yourself to different directors and different choreographers, mm-hmm. you're going to pick up something different from each of them. And then you're going to be this like super well-rounded yeah. person because yeah. of it yeah. you're always staying yeah. with the same person who'd be fabulous but you're not learning it in a different way right so i think That's it's so true yeah you can't hurt to get different right absolutely experiences yeah yeah just you makes know. perfect sense means it's a exciting. little more time on the road and <laughs> yeah <laughs> commitment from the mamas yeah like it, it gets yeah. a little bit and harder and you know uh-huh. especially if 
you know, we can't convince our kids to all do it together. Get right. Start yes, it does. <laughs> <It's so cool. laughs> we can't rely on each other. <laughs> like our schedules right now, it's hard. Like, <sighs> you know, as, as the show's ramping up, we're mm-hmm. not together. Mm-hmm. I know. This time we're split. This is our first time, you guys. Yeah. I know. I'm, oh, we're getting well-rounded, too. <laughs> we are. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I, but, so but we need our kids to go get well-rounded together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. They need to travel in a pack. Yeah, so make we it can easier. be well-rounded together. Yes, yes. yes. Selfishly. I know. I know. I'm a bit selfish about that, yes. Yeah. I know. It is. It's so hard. Oh, goodness. Well, it's, it's hard to do depressing. this. I mean, that's, that's what I, I love so much like, about our group is that we've found each other mm-hmm. and we're, you know, we're our own support group. We are. <laughs> we are. You know, when you're stretched thin yes, and, and we can yes, step yes. in and help like this weekend, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and help shuttle kids from place to place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's important. It's it important is. to have that support it group. Is. Yeah, you need it because it takes a village. It really kind of does. And, you know, I this, I feel that's part of like a... Our, our mission is to help these parents mm-hmm. who don't have the help, but there's this other part of it that we can't help with. And I, I hope they find their, their find other their parent group that well, helps them kind of have that piece mm-hmm. that it's so necessary. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. sound like a broken record, but the way to do that is to get involved. It's by volunteering, by getting yes. your face in there, by meeting people, yes. having things in common, yeah. you know, and experiences in common. That's how yes. you build relationships. You're not going to build it just dropping your kid off and picking them up. That's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. And so, Honestly, if you're trying to help them navigate what it's like to actually do this professionally mm-hmm. um, and to, to the process of ramping up to do that, you know, you, you can't do it if you're blind. You've got to yeah. get in there and talk with the teachers in. and talk with your instructors mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, get involved in tech and try mm-hmm. to understand as much as you can understand because every yeah. facet of that is important. And every person that you meet will tell you something new mm-hmm. and and you know, more light bulbs will go off for you and you'll, you'll learn in that process. Yeah. Can I start as simple as something as volunteering at the front of the house to take tickets or sell raffle? Exactly. Just meet people. Just being present. You just got to get out there and meet people. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, we had, we experienced our little village just in the past couple days. So, you know, Gab chose this other song to do for this thing today. Mm -hmm. And Jordan sent her the track. It's a little bit different than how Miss Frida plays it on the piano. And there's like this little space in the middle of the song that's, it kind of pauses. And I, I guess it gives a little creative whatever for the vocalist to figure out what they <laughs> want to do there. To so, act? Yeah. Okay. To act. Or, well, there's words. So okay. you sing them or you talk them or I don't know. It's like an awkward piece. Gabby didn't know what to do with that, you know? What is and she singing? It's, um... I probably don't know it. It's I don't know why I'm bothering Daddy to Long ask. Legs. It's like other. It's like because you do this face. Oh, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that one. I still know that. Oh, I it's love a, that song. It's a super pretty song. It's called "Like Other Girls." And yeah, she's definitely like, know she that. To do oh, yeah, things like we sang other that girls. together at karaoke, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen. Wink. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it either, and I told Gabby, I said, you know. You're picking a song that folks probably aren't going to be familiar with. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end, they're going to walk away and they're going to be like, that's a really pretty song. Mm-hmm. Like, where is that from? Right. And you might She's open up and educate. Them. Yeah, right. exactly. So it works yeah. both ways, right? So anyway, so we got the track. She tried it the other night when she was home from rehearsal and she was tired. And, you know, it. she wasn't quite sure where to come in on the song because mm-hmm. the track is different. And at least for her, at the time, she was perceiving it to be different. 
And so that just like set it up in a snowball. Right? Oh yeah. So the once they get morning, in that headspace, it's dangerous. Oh yeah. It's like ten o'clock at night. Like I don't even know why we attended stressing herself out for no oh, reason. Totally. Totally. That's what our kids do. Yes. So by the time I put her to bed, she was like, okay, it's okay. And she didn't know if she needed to pick a different song. And I had texted Jordan. Jordan's like, I don't think so because I've already sent all the checks in, you know, da, da, da. And I was like, no worries. We will deal with it with what we need to do, right? Well, that morning, the following morning, I'm texting Frida at 730. Like, hey, we needed an emergency, like, stat consultation. <laughs> Something needs to happen here. And so she was like, man, I am just slammed book, but send me the track. I'll see if I can figure it out. So then she texts me. And are you ready for this? I already told this one. This one. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. She goes, Kathy, Gabby comes in at 11, like 11 seconds, I guess. Mm-hmm. The song vamps twice. And she's like, I know what that means. I was like, shit, I know what that means. <laughs> yes. Because of our last little podcast and we talked about it, you know, I'm like, I know exactly. It loops. It loops twice. And I was like, Gabby, there it is. You're used to maybe looping once. This track loops twice. Oh. Okay, so that was helpful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even though Miss Frida wasn't available to see her in person, she could give her a thing. And then Miss Jordan stepped in and got to work with Gabby yesterday afternoon. They went through the whole song. Life is good. They figured out that little awkward piece, what they're going to do, and it's mm-hmm. going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just those things, right? Yeah. Like stepping in and being supportive and knowing your resources yes. and developing those relationships mm-hmm. so that, you know, when things, catastrophes happen. Right. Yeah. Because you couldn't do that for her. Heck no. Even if you were musical, you couldn't no. do that for her because she wouldn't I'm listen not. to you the way she would listen to Correct. someone else. So, yeah. You yeah. got it. That's why we're your... so grateful for Jordan being yes. Pinky's vocal instructor <laughs> slash life coach. Because. <laughs> she's nailing it. Yeah. And she yeah. is. And if she ups her rates, you know, because she's, we've now got to pay for the life coach part of that equation. It's priceless. <laughs> that is priceless. I told them, I said, yeah. it's priceless. Charge me what you well, want because, to charge me. Because the kids are the kids and you're their yeah. parents and they don't listen to you. And they believe no. like when you're like, oh, you sound so good that you're just placating them and, and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah it doesn't because they're so overly weight. critical of themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's At why least like, they don't have big heads about the, how good they are. No, it's so, the opposite. But problem. I wish they had a little bit more self-esteem. Yeah, pump that head up a little. It's like a little shrunken just a, head. Just yeah, right now, just like normal sized would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of like a raisin. <laughs> right. Well, I know, and my heart was breaking. <laughs> little tiny yeah, head. raisin head, like in little juice when they had the little head. <laughs> But, but like I was breaking my heart when she was having her little ish, like her little meltdown, and she's like, "But I'm gonna disappoint everyone, and it's gonna sound so horrible, and nobody's gonna like it." Like mm. I mean, just her—that was how she was feeling. She mm-hmm. was so sincere in that moment, and I was like, "Gabby, first of all, they probably don't know the song. I don't know how mm-hmm. it's supposed to go. So even if you, you know, flub something here, they or don't there, know. Nobody's no, gonna be the wiser." She's like, "I know, but I will know." I'm like, "Oh." Yes. Walking by, they're going to stop and look at you for a second. Yeah. 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 Right. And undivided. Just tell Jordan to put the hat out there, you know? (laughs) So as they're walking by, they can at least drop money in it. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make some money off of everything. Yeah. Anyway, that was. (laughs) Get a little monkey that. (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness. I'm in rare form this morning. Can we shut these off so I can finish my story? All right. You had a story you were doing? I did. All right. Yeah, we're going to do that. Did you not remember? Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.